Welcome to Stiefel's Investment Strategy Brief, a monthly recap of the macroeconomic and market environment. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. You know, in the last number of episodes, we've been talking a lot about the Federal Reserve's hawkish shift in policy and the implications of that and a number of different dimensions. But I want to zoom in a bit on uh, really the p- potential and sort of current impact on company earnings. Um, so, you know, obviously, when we see a shift like this from the Fed, we can sort of observe a slowdown in the economy uh, with things like the consumer maybe backing off spending or workers having a tougher time getting a job or small businesses struggling maybe even to survive. But again, as investors, we think it's pretty important to take a step back and look at market implications. And for stocks, that really means looking at uh, earnings growth and how that might be affected by all this. So that's the topic this week. And really, I think the kind of uh, punchline for this is to say, hey, earnings growth is slowing. You know, when we look at the consensus estimates, so again, these are individual analysts evaluating individual companies across the industry. There's a bunch of, all that data is collected and we can look at sort of aggregate information. So when we look at that sort of roll-up, the, essentially, the earnings growth estimates for 2022 started the year at 9.2%. That's fallen to 7.4%, so less growth than originally expected. And we see a similar kind of, call it about a little less than 2% decline for 2023 and 2024. So, you know, long story short, analysts are expecting a slowdown. And, um, and, and in fact, all of that is part of what's fueling the the market, uh, the bear market we've seen, right? So year to date, as of kind of when I pulled the data, uh, S&P 500, uh, that larger cap U.S. equity index was down about 20%. And um, and so, you know, it has everybody asking, well, are, we, are earnings going to weaken any further? But do stock prices already f- reflect those concerns? Or is it really too, too early to tell about earnings from here and uh, correspondingly, how the market's going to react. So that's that's important. I'll take the opportunity. I may say this again to just sort of pause at this point and say, look, you know, one of the things we know for sure when we work with the clients is that most of them are long-term investors, and so it's a good opportunity to remind ourselves that timing the market, whether it's trying to time a market bottom or a market top, is really very challenging. And so long-term investors basically are typically going to stay invested. And the reasoning behind that is simply to be able to participate, obviously grow over the long term. But when markets are down, you you don't want to miss the move up. You want to be able to participate in the market's recovery whenever that recovery does happen. So let's dive in a little bit deeper. Um, And and I like to think of it as there are a number of sort of observations and headwinds around some of this data and other things we're seeing. But then there's just a a couple glimmers of hope. So let's jump in a little deeper. Um, When we look at the second half forecast, so think third quarter and fourth quarter of 2022, those have declined more. So those consensus estimates have gone, for example, third quarter, um, even back to just June 30th, the the expectation was growth of 10.8%. That's fallen to 3.1%. And fourth quarter similarly has fallen from 9.9% to four four. So that slowdown that we talked about is really accelerating in the second half. Another interesting point, um, when we look at the S&P 500, again, a popular index covering lots of large companies, 
about 40% of the total revenue, so think of it as aggregating all those companies up and looking at revenue, about 40% comes from uh, basically clients and customers outside the U.S. So we've uh, read about, I think everybody's pretty aware that the dollar has strengthened a lot this year. And for offshore uh, customers, right, uh, consumers, for example, that's actually a negative. So this strengthening of the dollar for a number of companies that do a lot of business outside the U.S. actually has, has been a little bit of a headwind. Now, we are also seeing survey data in the form of purchasing managers' indices that are signaling a slowdown. And remember, with PMIs, those purchasing managers' indices, they, uh, they come out with a number, and a number above 50 means things are expanding, below 50 means they're contracting, and around 50 means they're about flat. And essentially, as an example, the ISM manufacturing PMI has fallen from a high going back to March of 2021 of 63.7, so think very expansionary, down to a September reading of 50.9, so right uh, almost on top of that neutral 50 level. So that's a big decline, and of course, earnings tend to, to track this kind of thing pretty well. And so that's, uh, I think, an important thing to note. Now, we've also seen a lot of media reports about certain uh, notable things that are, are signaling the slowdown in earnings. A good example, a few examples. One would be large retailers having reported slower sales, a buildup in inventory, and the need for price-cutting programs to clear inventory. Another uh, notable uh, uh, sort of report was consumers shifting spending to uh, essentially gas and food um, with those prices going up, right? They have to take more money uh, to pay for those more basic things, gasoline and food. And that essentially erodes their discretionary spending on things like electronics, which for certain, you know, uh, big tech and electronics companies can be a, a, a bit of a negative. Now, when we look at mortgage rates, of course, they've moved really a lot higher than they've been in a long time. That's slowing the housing sector for sure and impacting companies that serve the housing sector. And then, interestingly, just as supply chains are starting to ease a little bit more so that car dealers have been able to rebuild inventory, rates are higher, making purchasing a new car a bit less affordable. So um, the challenge is there. In any event, I mentioned some hope. So when I talked about the idea of individual analysts doing individual work, one of the things they typically do is to say, hey, we're going to estimate a target price for this stock about a year from now. And um, so what you can do is you can actually roll up those estimates and get a feel for how the market is expected to perform based upon those estimates, those targets, over the next year. And when we do that bottom-up analysis, the answer is 29%, meaning that the, uh, the implied return of the S&P 500 in this case, based on the uh, roll-up of these target prices, uh, is actually 29% over the next year. So if we think of that as a point estimate, we know, of course, that, that no one point estimate is almost ever exactly right. But I think what this tells us is that, hey, there's a, a pretty good chance that the market will go up from here over the next year, so the market will be higher. That sort of gives us a sense that at least that what that's what the aggregate thinking of those analysts are. 
So just to conclude, basically, again, just to, to summarize, we, we've seen the Fed go a lot more hawkish, be a lot more aggressive. That means rates are higher and the economy's slowing. And as investors, we have to look at what that means for earnings. We've seen the earnings growth uh, for stocks start to really slow quite meaningfully. And that, I'm sure, has been a key contributor to the market's weakness. And it, it's the open question that, oh, hey, um, it, has all the bad news been priced in or is there more downside from here? And it's pretty hard to tell. But I'll just reiterate that idea that, <clears throat> excuse me, for long-term investors, we have to remember that timing the market is really very challenging, whether it's looking for a market high or a market low in this case. And so if you're a long-term investor, you know we, we guide you to stay invested. And it's all about uh, knowing that at some point the market's going to recover. And when it does, you want to participate. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for, uh, for hanging out uh, and listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Stiefel's Investment Strategy Brief. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each month's podcast in your feed.